This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Ryan, we've lost the singularity for the day, but uh, he'll be back on Monday. Tony, how you holding up today? Uh, doing good, Chris. It's Friday. I'm working on a little bit of uh, no sleep here, so uh, today should be a fun, fantastic Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Filippoing and bound, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll get a uh, deliriously uh, wacky Tony, I'm sure, for oh, today. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to happen today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So going to ask you a question, as I do each and every day. Now, Tony, I know you are a workout guy. You know, it is your escape. It's what you do to uh, sort of get away from the world and, and, you know, sort of find peace. And I know you like to go out occasionally and jog. Have you ever been jogging and, uh, you know, the the fear hits, you know, your stomach just goes and you have to figure out something to do pretty quick. You know, I've been fortunate enough not to have that happen on a jog or a run, um, but I've had to I've had to pee before. Like that's hit me on a run, but luckily that's a lot easier for a guy to uh, take <laughs> care of in those situations. But uh, yeah, when it comes to the number two, uh, no, that has not happened to me. That's God. good. That's good. I know uh, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there are people that are regular joggers. That, I mean, they run for miles and. It's part of their regular routine is, you know, it, it hits them and they got to go when they got to go. But, uh, you know, obviously you got to find a place to do that. All that to being said, uh, a poo jogger has been caught in the act when he was captured on CCTV out the back of another man's shop, then forced to clean up his own mess. A video mounted on a wall outside the back of the shop shows a gray rubbish skip or a uh, garbage can for those here in the U.S. behind the shop in a small gap between it and a brick wall. Posted on uh, some website under the take, caught in a belter and forced to carry it with him. The video shows the man hide between the garbage pail and the wall. Then the back door of the shop swings open. A man comes out, realizing he has swung the door onto someone before crying out. When he sees the man there, he yells at him and tells him to clean up his business. The (laughs) The offender is forced to use his bare hands to clean up the poo, 
and then carry it off with him across the road. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, pick where you go. You know, if there's a shop around, just ask them if they can use the bathroom. Um, you don't want to get caught like that, and especially on video. Oh, absolutely not. Talk about a uh, crappy situation. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the puns the puns today, folks, won't be as good as they normally are. Yeah, we're missing uh, Ryan's puntastic puns, but we'll have a, a few of our own. Um, a few. Now, along those same lines, you know, you hear about the people who uh, mess themselves when they're running marathons. and Ugh. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was in a marathon and I had to go, I would just bow out i would just be yeah. like you know what i'm done i made it yeah. 14 miles and i'm not doing the the other 12.2 <laughs> yeah. that's hard yeah that's hardcore like what do you get out of it like bragging rights like i'd rather not if i'm gonna crap my pants i mean you know like the only fear i've ever had like that is just driving like on long road trips you know sometimes mm-hmm. that happens but you you pull over and you find a restroom it's what you do Right. <laughs> Common sense? We have some still, right? Common sense? I don't know. I, th- I think that's eh. slowly going away. Eh, anymore, brother, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not a situation you want to be caught in. Um, you know, nature calls. It's, it's, as the book says, everybody poops, but, uh, you know, pick where you go. So did you say duty calls? Duty calls. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You're getting the puns out today. Trying, trying. Yeah. Trying to do Ryan good since he's not here, Ryan. He's making that hard-earned dough today. Yeah, he is. All right. Well, it is Friday, so let's talk about today's show. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. Everybody looking forward to the Being that it is Friday, we like to take everybody into the weekend on an up note. That's why we have good news, everyone. We have a uh, new installment of Kids Are Dumb. Our call (laughs) on topic today is what would you tell your younger self? Now that you're older and wiser, if you went back in time and you could talk to yourself as a teenager, as a young kid, what would you tell? Best and worst recasting in TV and in movies. Obviously, roles sometimes get changed up for whatever the reason might be. We have this day in history at the end of the show. And when we come back, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. We love hearing from you. We love the interaction when you guys chime in on Facebook or when you give us a call on our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line known as the Phoenix Line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Call in any topic just to check in, tell us how you're doing, chime in on something that we have been uh, talking about, or you can tell us if we are just flat out wrong. 
keep it entertaining. We will put all of those together and uh, air them on a future show. Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Before I roll into entertainment news, we did get a comment on the Phoenix line. Uh, Melissa Worcester, that's not really her last name. Her last name is Worcester, my friend. She did say marathons, they have bathrooms set up for it. So kind of no excuse to uh, poop your pants in that. But here nor there, that (laughs) was the segment. This is this segment. So I want to say good morning, everyone. It's Friday, June 26th. I'm exhausted, but I'm here to bring the friggin' Filippo Friday report to you and introduce the first ever Filippo free Fast Five, where I take the news and make it a headline so you just get the gist of it and you don't have to hear the whole story. I Um, I also have the real entertainment news, and today's tease is HBO, no! Like a Thanos snap, Splash Mountain is dust, Rona scares Tenant, Carol Baskin, Bill and Ted and Trivium, this is the news. All right, so we're going to start with the Filippo Fast Five. Here we go. Gerard Butler confirms Angel Has Fallen and Den of Thieves sequels are coming. Grammy-winning country group the Dixie Chicks have dropped the word Dixie from their name and they're now going by the Chicks. Elizabeth Banks will play Miss Fizzle in the live-action hybrid adaption of the beloved books and 90s animated series The Magic School Bus. Let's travel. YouTube personality Jojo Sawa will star in the movie adapt adaptation of the book Bounce. Oh dear lord. Will Smith will produce. So here we go. And the last of the Fast Five, Crash Bandicoot 4 has been announced. It's called Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. It's headed to the PS4 and Xbox One in October. Other platforms at a later date. And that was your Fast Five. So now starting on to the real entertainment news of the day, ladies and gentlemen. HBO Max extends availability of the DC movies to December. So citing popular demand following blowback from fans over its earlier decision to pull several DC movies from its streaming library beginning in July, HBO Max has now extended the availability of several notable DC movies through December 2020. Smart move, kind of backtracked a little bit from what they were saying. Definitely. Um, The original rotated movies that we knew about were Justice League, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Batman and Robin, Catwoman, Jonah Hex, and The Losers. So it doesn't say that the Batmans got extended, which is dumb. Mm. Those are kind of your bread and butter. But uh, Batman... Batman, Batman versus Superman. (laughs) Rut row (laughs) ruggy. Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Uh... Justice League, Suicide Squad, all the Supermans, Superman Unbound, which I think was an animated one, Watchmen, and Wonder Woman have all been extended till December. So good. if you're a fan of uh, the DC, at least they're trying to write it again. HBO Max, still not off to a good start. But um, have you gotten a chance to really watch it? I know you have it. But um, have, do you think the uh, service has improved anything in the uh, month it's been rolled out? Not really. Um, you know, I think as time goes on, they'll they'll make it better. But, uh, you know, like we were talking about, you know, I was expecting the entire DC catalog, with a few exceptions. Obviously, uh, you know, movies have contracts with other streaming services that once that contract's up, it can move over. But 
I was expecting to be have a uh, much larger selection of uh, DC shows and movies, and it's just not the case. Yeah, hopefully that gets better throughout the year. It's going to need to to compete with everything else. Yeah. Um, in kind of a random news story today, Disney to replace Splash Mountain with a Princess and the Frog attraction. Ugh. Disney announced Thursday. I know. I know. Disney announced Thursday that the Disneyland and Disney World theme park attraction, Splash Mountain, will be completely reimagined. And the new attraction is going to be based on the animated film, The Princess and the Frog. We picked up the story after the final kiss and joined Princess Tiana and Louis and Louis on a musical adventure featuring some of the powerful music from the film as they prepare their first ever Mardi Gras performance. In the announcement, Disney explained the approach to re-theming or... Plussing, that's what they called plussing attractions, <laughs> as Walt Disney refers to it, begins with imag- Imagineers asking the question, how can we build upon or elevate the experience and tell a fresh, relevant story? It's a continuous process that Imagineers are deeply passionate about, and with this long-standing history of updating attractions and adding new magic, the re-theming of Splash Mountain is of particular importance today. The new concept is inclusive, one that all our guests can connect with and inspired by. And it speaks to the diversity of millions of people who visit our park every year. Disney added that the Imagineers are already at work on the redesign beginning the beginning with conceptual artwork and will soon be able to conduct uh, reviews and develop a timeline. So as of right now, Splash Mountain will be shut down. I don't know if it'll still be called Splash Mountain. I personally am not a fan of it. Splash Mountain's a classic, but here nor there, here we go. What well, do you think? <laughs> My problem is, so, I love when Disney updates things. They uh, they updated uh, Space Mountain to Hyperspace Mountain. They improved that. Uh, they improved the Matterhorn. They improved uh, Big Thunder Mountain. And all of those were sort of pre-planned updates, those sorts of things. This one is purely caving to social pressure. It's, yep. it's nothing more than that. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Um you know, Splash Mountain is a classic, and yeah, I could probably use some updating, but don't do it solely for the fact that people are coming down on you because they feel it's politically motivated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was some fan things in the comments. They wanted Moana as one of the options. That could have been a fun one, like, you're welcome, and they could add stuff. I think this one, when you add, I don't recall ever watching The Princess and the Frog. I'm sure it's a good, I know it was the last animated Disney, Mm -hmm. and it was the first uh, African-American Disney princess. So that's all great. I like that. Yeah. No, it's good to include all that stuff, but, you know, we'll see. I'll hold judgment till a trap, but unfortunately, the Splash Mountain we know and love is no more. Speaking of gone, Christopher Nolan's anticipated thriller is being delayed yet again. Originally planned for July 17th and then pushed back to the end of July is now going to open August 12th. Warner Brothers also announced that uh, re-release of Inception to celebrate its 10-year anniversary is moving from July 17th to the 31st. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know why they keep pushing it back, but uh, it looks like Mulan's still hanging on strong to be the movie to kick it all back off here in a few weeks. Well, and Mulan's going to stand on its own, so it's, uh, it is bound to make a huge box office opening as long as people show up. Absolutely. Speaking of showing up, who's going to show up to this? Carol Baskin oh. is back with a virtual Carol reality. Carol Baskin. She's, 
She's got a virtual reality tiger tracking game. <laughs> Who knew? Tiger King star Carol Baskin, in her first authorized comment since the popular Netflix series debuted and announced Thursday, she had launched with a she had launched a new virtual reality game where players track tigers in the wild. The free Big Cat Rescue VR Tiger game hit the Oculus Store on Thursday. Uh, Baskin, in a press release, said Big Cat Rescue has always been working with developer. Exenial Digital since February on the game. And the reason she wanted to launch a VR game so badly was she wanted to make people understand that breeding tigers is causing extinction in the wild, not preventing it, leading to her wanting to educate more people on the topic. It's a fully immersive game that takes a player on a journey where they learn how to track a tiger in the wild. Along the way, they learn about the plight of the tiger in the wild and how lucrative cub petting industry is feeling the demand for poached wild tigers. In the end, the user is empowered with the knowledge and resources to bring back from the edge of extinction. This is the first time Baskin has spoken since she was hoodwinked by those fake Jimmy Fallon people. (laughs) Then she did that interview. No word if Joe Exotic will be a hidden Easter egg in the game. Hello, you cool cats and kittens. I wonder if uh, there will be a side quest where you can uh, murder your husband and uh, dispose of the body without the cops catching you. Feed him for more food and extra points. (laughs) Tigers like protein. (laughs) That's coming, so that should be fun. I know Ryan would be excited about that one. Speaking of excited, I'm going to jam two more because I still got a couple minutes. You do. Bill and Ted are set to invade Comic-Con at home. Excellent! Orion Pictures has released new details that Bill and Ted's most excellent plans to invade Comic-Con at home. Kevin Smith will moderate the panel. Uh, Even more that uh, the cast members will include Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Samara Weaving, Bridget Lundy-Payne, William Sadler, and director Dean Persaud, along with Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson. All guests on the panel will be there to share the information about the film that's exclusive to the San Diego Comic-Con virtual event, which will be set July 23rd, 26th. You can watch it from home. So what they're going to do is give you new trailers. They're going to be out there explaining about it. So Bill and Ted fans, something to look forward to in the next month. I'll definitely check that out. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. Speaking of fun, this is the last entertainment story, and I picked this for you on a Friday. It's out of the box. The music band and heavy metal band Trivium announces an arena-style visual show live stream concert. Uh, their brand-new production and arena-style visual show, it's dubbed A Light or a Distant Mirror, will air July 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern at Full Sail University in Trivium's hometown of Orlando, Florida. According to the press release, the band will debut a new stage show during the concert, and they'll be playing songs from their new album, What the Dead Man Say, live for the very first time. Uh, we had to get creative when we heard this, uh, when we heard there was no touring this summer, Trivium says in a statement. We held off on the Zoom concert and asked a creative production team to come up with the biggest real-time live metal streaming event of the summer. This performance will be 100% live and is not pre-taped, the band adds. We will have a brand new epic stage set and lights and we'll bring it 100%. Tickets to watch the stream cost? Not bad. $9 with a portion of the proceeds benefiting the music therapy program at Orlando Health or Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children. For more details, live.trivium.org. 
badass. I like where they're going with that. I do too. And nine bucks, I mean, beats the hell out of those $100 Garth Brooks tickets for a drive-in theater pre-taped whatever it is. Absolutely. And that's it for your friggin' Filippo report on Friday. <laughs> well, Tony, let's go ahead and get into the celebrity birthdays. It's my Birthdays on the Phoenix show today. Ariana Grande, pop singer, 27. Yankees legend Derek Jeter is 46. Double Parks and Rec birthday, Aubrey Plaza is 36. Nick Offerman is 50. Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter, and she's been in a couple of movies like Jane Silent Bob Reboot, is 21. Happy birthday. Chris O'Donnell, who played Robin and went into irrelevance, is 50. Sean Hayes, Jack from Will and Grace, is also 50. Shannon Sharp, Broncos legend and co-host of Undisputed with Skip Bayless, is 52. It's all (laughs) close. But that's your birthdays today. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll roll on with the show. And we will roll on. We're going to head into the break, but when we come back, as we do on Fridays, we're going to pick you up a little bit with good news, everyone. So everyone, stay tuned for that good news. (laughs) We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. We are all over social media. Many of you watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. And we want to thank you guys for doing that. We also have uh, each show rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network, 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you are in those areas, feel free to check that out. And then if you want to get a hold of us, you can. I'm at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Ryan, who's not here today, but usually with us, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. Now, being that it is Friday, we like to uh, help you guys into the weekend on a plus note. Obviously, you know, you go throughout the week and there's negative story after negative story that comes out. And, you know, we, 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 we want to correct those errors and uh, tell you guys stories of people doing good things. And that's why we've titled it. Good news, everyone. So kicking things off. A Washington sheriff's deputy is bringing smiles to the faces of Special Olympic athletes during quarantine. Christy Bridgman of Seattle, Washington, has been a deputy with the King County Sheriff's Office for 22 years. Outside of her job, she also has a passion for supporting those in her community with disabilities, participating in grassroots efforts to raise money for the International Special Olympics. Bridgman tells Yahoo Life that in the past she had participated in polar plunges and handed out medals after Special Olympics Washington Games, which are typically held in June. Quote, they're so accepting. They love everybody. 
They're giving high fives to their opponents, and even if they lost, they have a great attitude. They don't care about labels, you know, male, female, black, white, whatever your sexual orientation, none of that matters. Inspired by a Canadian law enforcement colleague, Bridgman decided that she would encourage Special Olympics Washington athletes to keep being active during the pandemic with her 10-a-day-till-it's-okay challenge. For the past month, the deputy has visited one athlete a day to do fun workouts and has shared the heartwarming videos of their exercises to social media. As of Monday afternoon, she's made 34 visits and counting. Those with intellectual disabilities, once they age out of high school, they don't really have a social life unless they participate in things like Special Olympics or unless they have an actual job. And a lot of them don't have jobs, so they don't have that community interaction. So a lot of them get isolated in their homes and don't have those friendships that are built. And some of them don't have the ability to use social media to get in contact with friends either. Frankie Armstrong is one of the athletes Bridgman has worked out with. His mother, Vivian Armstrong, tells Yahoo Life that Frankie has been a part of the Special Olympics Washington since he was nine years old, usually participating in track and field as well as basketball. He's got so much energy, it's literally nonstop. I'm going to post the story on our Facebook page so you guys can read the rest, but, uh, you know, big kudos to Christy Bridgman, uh, Seattle uh, sheriff's deputy for really going out of her way and, and, you know, making the lives of, you know, these kids that uh, participate in Special Olympics that much better. And so, folks, that is my good news, everyone. No, that was some good news right there. It was. Uh, mine today is a single mom and Uber driver in Memphis, Tennessee, just wanted to do her part to help others during the COVID-19 pandemic. And now, thanks to a famous celebrity, she's been rewarded handsomely for her generosity. When Tammy Smith gave an exhausted gave an exhausted nurse a ride home a couple of months ago, she felt inspired to show her gratitude. So she started buying and delivering meals to frontline workers. Over the past two months, she has delivered thousands of lunches and dinners to exhausted doctors and nurses at her local hospital, up to 60 meals on some days. She started raising some money so she could deliver even more which resulted in tens of thousands of dollars contributed and 3,500 meals dropped off every day for nearly three months. A local news station praised her efforts and the story spread even further, with the New York Post and London's Daily Mail recognizing her selfless work. Tammy was thrilled because more publicity meant more donations, which meant she could do more for the hospital workers. On Mother's Day, the mom of two was invited to be featured on Jada Pinkett Smith's web show, Red Table Talk. She was happy to be, sorry, well, she was happy to be getting more attention for her cause, but what happened next was more than she could ever dream of. The actress and wife of Will Smith wanted to give her a special donation. We want to purchase you an eco-friendly car, a brand new one for Mother's Day, Smith said. I have never known such generosity in my life, Tammy told WMC News 5 in Memphis. In March, when the stay-at-home mom, the stay-at-home orders began in Tennessee, Tammy's rideshare business took a significant hit. Her car troubles made things even more uncertain. It's kind of like a box of chocolates. I never knew that I was going to get when I started the car, Tammy said, adding that she expects the better fuel economy of the new car purchased by the Smith Family Foundation will help get her back on her feet more quickly. Meanwhile, Tammy is still putting others first, making deliveries every night. If you would like to support her generous work, please visit her GoFundMe campaign 
which there's a link in the article. She is also accepting donations at Venmo at Tara Rivera 26 and PayPal at we3sing at gmail.com. Again, on the link. Nonetheless, really cool of Jada Pinkett Smith and the Smith Family Foundation to take care of uh, someone who's out there on the front lines, you know, or taking care of the, everyone out there on the front lines during the pandemic. So really cool story. Uh, happy uh, new story there today. Certainly is. Good news, everyone. Now, Tony, I'm having a little deja vu because uh, if you recall last Friday, uh, Ryan did that for his good news story. The same oh, exact did he? one. Oh, fantastic. You can tell <laughs> I didn't pay attention. If you didn't listen Friday, there you go. Sorry. That's what happens when you dig for good news at 3 a.m. and you're tired. Right. So, hey, Ryan, I wanted to steal your story and see if anybody caught it, and Chris did. Well, Sorry. The, the funny Shows how much I my short-term uh, attention span there. The, fun, attention. the funny thing is that it was the same exact news story The you know, you guys must have pulled it from the same source or whatever it might have been. <laughs> I just thought it was from the Good News Network. That's where okay. I went and saw that. And that was, you know, I scrolled through at 3 a.m. You know, eyes are like, you know, bags are like down to here. And it's like <laughs> that cartoon, you know, where you have the bloodshot eyes and you're just like, eh, my eyes are watering. It looks good. That works. So <laughs> you fall asleep halfway in. But uh... yes. So good, so nice. We did it twice. Well, and that's the thing, you know. It, the The news was so good that you know we just had to let everybody know. So yeah, but uh, you know, we we will be back next Friday with a new batch of good news, everyone, folks. When we come back, we're talking kids are dumb. Let's face it, I love my kids <laughs> to death, but uh, they have their moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. If you missed a portion of the show, want to catch up on one of the previous shows, easy enough to do so, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, you can get all of the video and audio you need there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 uh, channels in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell us what you think, and as always, Tony... Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Speaking of sharing is caring, our next topic is something uh, we've talked about before and we'll bring up every once in a while. I've got two boys. They're seven and ten. Love them to death. They are bright. They are smart. They are funny. They have great personalities. But let's face it, every once in a while, kids are dumb. Just a fact of life. They haven't lived life. <laughs> they haven't lived long. No, I was going to say, yeah, kids definitely do some silly things for sure. Yep. So wanted to take you through a selection of uh, tweeters, Twitters, people who tweet, who have... Tweet, uh, tweet, tweet elite. <laughs> who have captured their uh, kids' bright moments and uh, compiled them together. And I found joining them 
want to share them with you guys, the listeners. Uh, the first one, a Twitter user named Moderately Mom writes, My kids <laughs> brought, me bre- brought me breakfast in bed, then proceeded to eat my breakfast. If that doesn't sum up motherhood, I don't know what does. And I would assume that breakfast in bed meant like Fruit Loops and orange juice. and. Oh, I was thinking it was like a nice bowl of fruit, a parfait, you know, some pancakes, you know, an omelet with some uh, goat cheese on there. Totally. <laughs> little kids, I'll make those all the time. Yeah. You're anticipating if it's a nice little kid meal. I'm picturing, like you said, a bowl of cereal with a ton of milk on the table poured, you know, dripping onto the floor <laughs> and, and brought to you with a dirty spoon, you know, Ooh. that they've licked, licked a million times. That, that's, that's what I picture that. Cause I, I may have been that kid at one time. <laughs> Here's one from uh, Twitter user snarky mommy that uh, actually sort of fits uh, our niece, which, uh, you know, Jesse, she's such a saint when it comes to dealing with, uh, you know, these kids' sugar cravings. Says, my three-year-old cried for a half an hour because I wouldn't let her eat a second popsicle for lunch, and then all of a sudden she stopped crying, sighed heavily and said, fine, I'll have a cookie instead. (laughs) She's learning negotiation tactics early. Early, yeah. Okay, well, I can't eat that, so I'll just take a cookie instead. I'll settle it this and if you don't give me this, it's going to elevate to this. So you tell me what you want to do, kid. Well, I think snarky mommy, uh, you know, if she's given her kid a popsicle, a first popsicle for lunch, there's bigger problems than, uh, you know, yeah, the kid just having a sweet tooth. Oh, do you want uh, ch- cookie dough ice cream for breakfast, sweetie? I'm snarky mom. Here you go. <laughs> Here's a parenting win from Twitter user Not the Nanny. She says, I just wanted five minutes to drink my coffee, so I sent my kid into the other room to look for a toy that's in my pocket. That's smart. That is smart. Not the nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Again, again. (laughs) It's amazing. Where is it? Oh, where is it? Did you you look over there? No? Oh, dang. Are you sure you didn't put it over there? Oh, dang. Would have been real sad if you were looking for your little toy uh, in my pocket. That's right. And go look again. It's actually a good tactic if you need uh, five minutes of bathroom time, too, because God knows that uh, anytime you go to the bathroom is when kids need something. Uh, I, I can think of that. I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't have that problem, you know, but I, I have heard stories from some of my friends and coworkers where. Yeah, they just need like, just they need a little alone time. They need to, yeah. they need to get away, and they cling to them. You know, they got to follow them in there and <laughs> everywhere. All right. Well, I know the segment is called "Kids Are Dumb," but in this case, the kid's actually quite smart. From Twitter user James Breckwell, exploding unicorn. I didn't make it up. Seven-year-old says, "I don't want a big cake for my birthday." He responds, "That's very humble of you." Kid then replies, I want a small cake every day of the year. That's using the brain. Well played. Like, I don't want it in one setting. I want to spread it out throughout the year. That's stretching. He seems like like that, that could be my kid. Because yeah. I do that not with cake. 
if I do that with my vacation time. Mm-hmm. So for everybody out there that says you're always on vacation, you're damn right. I'm on vacation today getting paid because I stretch it like the kid likes his cake. <laughs> and you do it the right way. You know, you will, you know, use a couple days of vacation time backed up to your uh days off and so it seems like it's you know you get longer than you actually do and you're just maximizing it three-day weekend baby (laughs) all right here's one of the best things about being a parent and that the fact that your kids have zero concept of time mom on the rock says the only good thing about having a toddler is how you can say it's been five minutes after only one minute and they don't know the difference and i've used that many many times Oh, yeah. My dad used to try to pull that crap with me all the time. I never bought into it. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go in five minutes. Legit 10 minutes has passed. Right. But of course, you also. gone yet? Oh, it hasn't been five minutes yet. (laughs) It's been 10. But when you're a little kid, you can't talk back. You just smile. But most you're right. Most kids don't know. Has it been time yet? I don't know. Yeah. Has it? Yes. Nope. Still got five minutes. And then if you got annoying, then you could tack it on. You know, parents just add more up. Oh, keep asking. It's another minute. You just keep this going. Yeah. And where this can be used for good, you know, unfortunately, you also get the repercussion of the other side where, you know, you're in the car and kid asks, oh, how much longer? You tell them 30 minutes. And then two minutes later, they go, has it been 30 minutes yet? And then you get that every two minutes afterwards. Are we there yet? Are we there no. yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> no. All right, here's one from uh, Twitter user Professional Warrior. Parenting in a nutshell, my five-year-old just offered to let me go to sleep if I gave her $100. Again, another uh, kid who's learning the art of negotiation. Or extortion. (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) A future Carol Baskin. Yeah, Carol Baskin. Here's one from somebody who makes a very good point, Twitter user Laura Marie. The actors who play parents in commercials never look tired enough, which is absolutely true. Yeah, well, and also it's called acting in a commercial. Yeah, but... You got to disperse your reality there. If you really want to portray realistic parents, you've got to have bags under your eyes, uh, sort of that far-off look in your face. Um you know, love kids, but they are exhausting. Uh, you know, just from earlier in the week, you know, I, my seven year old decides that, uh, you know, he's great throughout the day that when it's bedtime, I'm scared, stay with me and sitting with him for two hours till he falls asleep. And then he comes in in the middle of the night. And while I feel bad for him, I value sleep so greatly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, You're like me. You work a lot and you're a dad. So, I mean, I'm not a dad. I don't have that. I babysit a lot of others. So, (laughs) you know, I I can see the exhaustion. I get it. Yeah, it can be tiring. Uh, Twitter user Simon Holland says, my middle schooler just remembered there is a lunch in her locker. I think the bigger question is how long has it been there? Because uh, kids will leave food in places for a long period of time and it's usually not found until uh, the smell starts overwhelming the place no how about no yeah don't eat the bologna kiddo it's been in there since fourth grade just stay away (laughs) no 
Here's one that uh, comes straight out of a horror movie. Twitter user The Cat Whisperer says there is nothing more unsettling than a five-year-old trying to whisper something into your ear. What's with this lady's obsession with whispering? Whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> like it's in her Twitter name, and then her comment is that. It's actually a know. guy, but. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guy, sure. girl, obsessed with whispering. <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall my nephews ever talking in a whisper, you know? I, kids mumble a lot, you know? Right. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm hard of hearing anyways, huh? Well, if kids whisper, there's usually some sort of uh, horror that's going to happen after that. You know, they're yeah. here. So I just really wanted to tell you that. that uh, I laid a big poop in the toilet and the toilet flooded and I got to run. Bye. <laughs> I pooped my pants. <laughs> I, I had a moment once where, uh, you know, my kids are geeky, nerdy kids, just like I'm a geeky, nerdy guy. And uh, bought my son Corbin a Darth Vader helmet. Uh, not a full helmet, just, you know, one of the masks. And it plays sounds. And, you, you know, you push the button and it goes, you know. <laughs> well, he decided uh, one night to come in in the middle of the night, walk up to my bed, not say anything. And as I open my eyes and see a Darth Vader mask right in my face, he pushes the button and goes. <laughs> just about leaped out of bed. That was terrifying. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. It reminds me of a time back in the day, in my married days, uh, we had the nephews over and uh, in the middle of the night, not as cool as that one because they didn't have a Darth Vader mask, but what, you know, one of them was just standing on the side of the bed, just staring. Like they didn't, they didn't talk, they, but you, you know, you get that feeling when you're being like right. staring at you. It was just that weird, unsettling feeling and you wake up and there's just like these beady eyes looking at you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't do that. So yeah, I can see that. Don't be dumb, kids. Don't do that to your parents or your aunts or uncles. It's not cool. You don't want us to die young. Not kosher. Nope. Not kosher. All right, from Twitter user Hal says, Welcome to Parenthood. You'll find yourself asking your spouse ridiculous questions like, Do you mind if I take a shower? Which is absolutely true. You know, being a parent occupy so much of your time that uh, finding the time to do the little things for yourself, like showering, uh, certainly is a, a commodity that we take for granted. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's a good day to wash off stress and uh, just to relax. Like even if it's just a quick three, five minute shower, it's just nice to, even if you don't really even need a shower, it's just calming and relaxing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, t I'm telling you after a heart, after, after the nightmare I went through last night, a warm, hot shower was, it was the cure to get the creative juices going for today's show. Except for when I stole Ryan's story, obviously didn't pay too much attention. <laughs> and then finally, as we head into the break, here's some words of wisdom from WTF dad on Twitter. Says, our children learn everything from watching us. It's why my toddler treats strangers with kindness and always laughs at his own farts. <laughs> that explains why my nephew flips people off when we're in the car together. <laughs> well, folks, we are headed into our long break. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic. What would you tell your younger self? Stay tuned for about seven minutes, and we will be back. See you guys on the other side. Yeah. 
Wrap it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. Hopefully you enjoyed the long break, learned a little bit something from the news. Use the restroom. Hopefully you didn't have to, uh, you know, like the uh, story at the top of the show, uh, stop off somewhere and and, uh, leave a number two somewhere that's uh, (laughs) not appropriate. But uh, we are back. And uh, Tony, has the delirium set in for you yet, or are you still holding strong? Oh, the delirium is in, baby, but that's what makes the show so much better. I'm a little more loose and not so not me. I think I'm more me when I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like being I don't like being this, but we'll we keep rolling. It was less Filippoing today. There was. Figure. And we know uh that when you're not you, have a Snickers. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> or have a green teeny or something apple like an apple cinnamon protein shake. <laughs> not monster milk today no monster milk yeah i don't think that exists out here at really? least i haven't found it huh. maybe it's only a uh, northern nevada thing well <laughs> folks this is the interactive portion of the show this is where we want to hear from you at the end of this segment uh, open the phone lines at 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 we will want to hear from you on the topic of what would you tell your younger self? Now, obviously, now that we're all a little older, hopefully a little wiser, you know, we would go back to our teenage selves, our child selves, and uh, tell us to either do something specific or just give you sort of life goals to, uh, you know, remember moving on forward. Uh, Tony, did you give it any thought? What would you tell your younger self? Oh, yeah. I have so many different things I would tell my younger self. For example, I'm just going to nutshell them. No particular order. I would tell my young self when I had that Ford Ranger that was puffing smoke and running like crap and was paid off. Don't go trade it in for a Daewoo Lanos, you dumb son of a bitch. Don't do it! (laughs) Don't buy the Daewoo, bro! And And on top of that, when you wreck it three hours later, it's probably yeah, a sign you, not to get a replacement for it. Yeah, when you get taken out just down the street from America Matter Media, when you get plowed around a pole and that's your out, that's God saying, you survived this car crash into a light pole. You are fine. You are now free from this burden. Walk away, my son. No! Dumb Tony goes and buys a Dr. Pepper colored Daewoo with no AC. <laughs> that would be probably dude that to this day that's probably one of my biggest regrets so but in the vein of that other things i would probably tell my younger self would be save your money 
Say your prayers. Take your vitamins, brother. Okay, not those last two. But definitely <laughs> save your money a little bit more and work less in high school, even though Video Maniacs was a rad job. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Did I, I no regrets on that one, but I would have worked less. I definitely wouldn't have done the Hollywood man, the Hollywood video manager gig my senior year. I would have focused more on being with my friends and being a teenager because work is forever. I yep. could have enjoyed being a kid for four more years. Yeah. So just a couple of things that come to mind. I'm sure there's more. That's a good which piece we of advice. Use if people don't call. <laughs> so call so you don't have to hear me ramble. There you go. For me, um, you know, on a practical side, I'd go back and tell myself, and I've mentioned it before on the show, when it comes to toys, comic books, things like that, buy one for yourself to play with and one to put away because those are going to be worth a lot of money one day if they are mint in box. Um, So that's one thing. More on the just living life thing, it would be don't worry. You know, when I was in middle school, high school, I worried about everything and uh didn't need to you know there were weeks where once a week i would end up in the uh uh, school nurse's office just with a stomach ache purely from the fact that i was just worried i I had anxiety and and uh couldn't even tell you what it was about but it was you know just living life and you know i always did pretty well in school so it wasn't you know worrying about failing grades or anything along those lines um and then i think Along those lines, I would also tell my younger self, it's okay to poop at school. Oh, I know. What was up with that? Like, <laughs> no one, like, I didn't ever poop at school either. I always waited to go home and do it. Yeah, yeah. And most people did. I mean, everybody's afraid, oh, you know, I'm going to be made fun of and somebody finds out. But you know what? Like we said at the top of the show, everybody poops. It's okay. Don't spoil don't okay. spoil that for me. I like to pretend that only I poop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But uh yeah, so that's what we would tell our younger selves. Now we want to open it to you guys, the listeners. Phone lines are open right now. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. And when we come back, we will turn the mics over to you. So you can tell us what you would tell your younger selves. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. We're having a good time today. It's just me and Tony. Ryan is lost to the singularity for the day, but don't fret. He will be back on Monday. We are at that portion of the show where we invite you, the listener, the viewer, the caller, to call in 844-790-TALK. That is 844-790-8255. Chime in on the topic that we are talking about, which happens to be what you would tell your younger self, whether it's practical, whether it's uh, informational, or whether it's just funny. 
We want to know. Don't be shy. Go ahead and light up those phones. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Now, I pulled up a list of, you know, some practical things that uh, most people would tell their younger selves. So we'll go through, I'll get Tony's thoughts, and uh, hopefully we'll get a few calls in the meantime. The first one, going back to high school, makes sense. Most people say this as they get older. High school popularity truly and honestly does not matter. Which is true. You know, uh, I think Tony and I were somewhat unique in that we were pretty much friends with multiple different groups. We didn't have just a single clique that we stuck with. And for me, it was a little strange because not only was I a band geek, but I also played football in high school, not here in Carson, but uh, in uh, New York. And uh, so I had friends that were basically on both sides of the spectrum. But never really worried about, you know, who was popular, who wasn't popular, was just trying to survive and live life and and really, you know, be nice to everybody. Yeah, that's uh, I would say that's how I was in high school, too. I kind of had every group of friends everywhere under the sun. Um, No, another thing I would have told my younger self is don't smoke cigarettes, you idiot. (laughs) Like like that was stupid. Like. There was that jaunt, like junior year, where we would all go to the Denny's, you know. And, oh yeah. Oh wait, we're so cool. We're sitting here smoking cigarettes. We're badasses. <laughs> I mean, the camaraderie was great. The group of guys we hung with were awesome. Um, the parties at the D Bag's house across the street <laughs> by the Chinese restaurant, uh, you know, where our buddy Adam swallowed a thing of chaw and <laughs> puked in his uh, coffee pot classic <laughs> but nonetheless uh yeah what if that's another thing i'd have gone back i said never never smoke yeah you know, that was uh i'm glad i quit early i only did it for like two years a year and a half two years well, i don't know and that's how most people get started is because you know you, you think it's cool in high school and then some people just have addictive personalities that they can't quit it they can't cut it so yeah here's another one that uh i wish i had learn more especially when we went to a lot of the festival concerts wear sunscreen oh yeah simply wear sunscreen it was cool to have sunburn the farmer's tan always a good look always well tony you tan pretty well but i'm about as white as a ghost and uh when i spent five minutes out in the sun i turned lobster red and oh i paid for it more than yeah more than once oh yeah well i can remember many blistering uh festivals we went to Speaking of festivals, since we don't have any callers yet, right? Nope. Nope. Come on, call everybody. I see you watching. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Um, You know, another thing, I'd go back in time and tell our teenage selves, don't let Dale buy those OzFest tickets so we could have actually seen Pantera as a whole. Yeah. We could have seen a rising god smack disturbed and every damn heavy metal band that was growing at the time. I think Seven Dust, Nonpoint. What a lineup that was. I think that was OzFest uh, 2000? Uh, or 99? 99. 99. We got burned. Our buddy, uh, we trusted him, gave him money. He took it, bought OzFest tickets, but bought them for the San Francisco show. <laughs> we needed to go to the Sacramento show. We all at the time had cars that didn't really Ooh. get you... Beyond Sacramento. Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, Oh. no. (laughs) That's too. There's a 20-buck fine. There's there's some In-N-Out Burger in August. Yep. 
Okay, well, anyway, so as we roll, ah, uh, boop, twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I can't stop laughing. Now it's been brought to my attention, but we had junkie cars that didn't get you over the hill too well. Um, our buddy decided to go get married. Right, and just we, on a whim. And we, didn't, and we didn't get to go, yeah. Nope. So, nope. yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, here's sorry. A, that's okay. It happens. But uh, in any case, we are talking things you would tell your younger self. Want to hear from you guys? Still got time. There's about seven minutes left in the segment. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Don't be shy. We're having fun here. Another one is your parents are almost always right. You know, when you're a kid, you think you know best, especially when you're a teenager and, you know, you've got a car now and, you know, nobody can tell you otherwise. Well, I got news for you. Your parents have lived a life and uh, they are usually correct with what they have to say. Yeah, my mom would always tell me, don't worry, sweetie, one day you'll have you'll find that special somebody and stuff. And I did for a while, obviously, and I'm picky now. But I had to learn that the hard way because at the time, you know, when you're going through those teenage years, you think the first girl you date, like, oh, my God, I'm so in love. I'm going to end up with this girl forever. Oh, this is great. You're like always in your mind. You think like this is the one person that you're going to be with. Like, right. <laughs> you, you know, like you you don't understand that. Obviously, you're still all growing and you're going to go through adventures in life like it's everything's inevitable at that point that it's going to split, you know, not for everybody. I mean, they kind of make it a long term, you know, I know, but the vast uh, majority, I mean, the people yeah. who really stick it out, you know, being high school sweethearts, yeah. they are the, the minority. I mean, it's uh, yeah. very rare that that happens. Skylar and Erica, man, like true, still together, two awesome kids, great couple. So, I'm happy that they're still together. They're the only ones I can think of from our high school days that survived that were high school sweethearts. Everybody else, they had a good run and it all ended, myself included. I was a part of one of those long lasting packs. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, not one that I'm guilty of. Uh, be on time, be dependable. Um, you know, we all know those people who are rolling out of bed last minute and are like, oh, I'm in the car. I'll be there in five minutes. Well, no, you won't. Yeah. No, when it comes to work, that's not me. I have a good work ethic with that. Um, I always try to be on time. Um, I'd like to try to be earlier, but sometimes I do cut it to the three minutes allotted like right before. Um, but hanging out with people, sometimes I'm not the best. Like if I say it's one o'clock, it's not always one o'clock unless I'm in Nevada. <laughs> then it's, I try to, that one's harder because you're visiting people, but uh, yeah. I would say I am pretty late for forget together sometimes well and if you can't tell from the show uh, especially when tony is visiting nevada he can be a little bit of a chatty kathy sometimes so uh you know we we always try to operate on uh what we call tony time so if uh, something yeah. starts at four we'll tell him three and then know that uh, he'll show up by somewhere in between <laughs> that's why no one showed up so early at the barbecue at four that makes sense <laughs> kid we are we're we are a little late for that one that's all right. That's the way life works, right? Yep. yep. Sometimes we slip up on the radio. <laughs> 
Here's a good one, something I have to remind my kids of all the time. Take care of your teeth. Brush twice a day. You know, my kids uh, are visiting, you know, they're out for the summer. and You know, I get to work very early in the morning, so Jesse's the one who's typically responsible for getting them ready during the day. At night, I know they brush their teeth before bed, but, uh, you know, she tries to get them going in the morning, and uh, they have flat out said to her, oh, we don't brush our teeth in the morning. We don't have to do that. And so uh, reaching out to uh, my ex-wife, their mom, she laughed pretty hysterically because they're just feeding a line that they don't want to. And it's one of those things, you don't take care of them now, you're going to pay for it in the future. Yeah, and trust me, kids, if you take care of your teeth and they can look good, girls like it or guys would like it. I mean, I mean, as a guy, when I look at a girl, you know, obviously for me, it's all about personality. But you got to have good teeth, though, because if you have janky teeth and stuff, it's a big turnoff. I don't care how nice you are. <laughs> and, and the most common one I get, you know, like when people uh, like, well, girls, guys don't ever tell me, but uh, they tell Juan that, but not me. Right. Um, <laughs> With his sexy white teeth. Sexy white teeth. Um, the girls, like, typically that would be my common thing. Like, oh, you have a nice smile. You have great teeth. So, um, yeah, take care of them, you know, and uh, – Rushing isn't bad. Having good breath is a good thing, especially if you're talking to people. You don't want no stank ass breath. I don't want to smell your Doritos you had. I don't don't want to smell that. <laughs> your onion burrito from last night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm so weird. I brushed even before the radio show, so I have minty fresh breath now. Ah, for those uh, on smellovision. Yes. Yes. Here's another good one. Develop healthy eating and exercise habits early on, but feel free to eat disgusting crap every once in a while. Yeah, I would say another, I would tell younger Tony, maybe just exercise more. Like, eat your stuff. Get that metabolism going. Like, you can eat your pizza. You can eat your junk. Try to eat a little more veggies at a younger age so you get used to it as an adult. Um but also, you know, work out. Like, I like working out, obviously, now as an adult versus when I was younger. I was kind of lazy. I like to sit around, play video games. And, you know, I had fun with my friends and I would go biking and stuff. But as far as much physical activity, nah. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Corbin, who loves video games, you know, he used to be into baseball, which was great. But uh, I've noticed he's starting to to get a little pudgy around the midsection. So, you know, you got to have that balance between, uh, you know, work and play or, you know, just just keeping things healthy. Yeah. And and then finally, as we head into the break, one that everybody should uh, really utilize is don't get a credit card until you actually know how to use one. You know, people think that credit card is just free money. You can buy whatever you want and future you will take care of it. No, that's not the case. No, credit is everything. Build that credit, kids. Don't. That was something I was very dumb with. You know, it's a Best Buy card, Gateway card. Yeah, Gateway was a thing. What? (laughs) Um, I think I have Maurice's card, a Visa card, all this stuff by 18 and I maxed them all out. You know, and that's the thing. It's it was a hard lesson, you know. But as an adult now, it's minimal credit cards, and make sure you pay those off. So pay them off. You don't you don't want that have, interest. Yep, don't owe the interest. 
So, <laughs> Well, folks, that does it our, uh, for our topic of what you would tell your younger self. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the best and worst recasting in TV and movies and uh, get Tony's thoughts on uh, you know how it worked out. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, June 26th. As we've mentioned a couple times each show, we have set up a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where we invite you guys, the listeners, the viewers, the watchers, to call in. Leave a message. You don't have to even speak with a live person uh, about anything, really. You know, it can be on our topic, uh, call-in topic of what you would tell your younger self. It could be something that we got massively wrong in a story that we were talking about. Or, you know, maybe it's a Saturday night and you're just having a good time. It's 1 o'clock in the morning and you just have to say something to somebody. Give us a call. On the Phoenix line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We will put those together and air them on a future show. Now, I wanted to talk about uh, something in entertainment that happens every once in a while. Tony and I are both the uh, the GNGs, the geeky, nerdy guys of the, uh, the show. And, uh, you know, for us... We pick up on things that uh, happen in TVs and move TVs and movies. Wow, TV and movies that uh, you know you're you're watching uh, either a later season of a TV show or a sequel, and notice, wait a minute, wasn't that character played by somebody else? And in some cases, that is the case. Um, one of the most recent examples is we know uh, Ruby Rose has walked out on the uh, Batwoman character over at the CW and uh, will be replaced by somebody else. They haven't named who it is, but uh, they will be, in this case, uh, a new character, but not recast in the same role. So I'm going to go through a list of characters that were recast in TV and movies and find out from Tony if he thinks that uh, was it a good recasting or was it a bad recasting. So the first Dude. first one is pretty easy. We're talking about the Harry Potter franchise and the character of Albus Dumbledore. Now, Richard Harris played Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore for the first two Harry Potter films before he died in 2002. Michael Gambon replaced him for the remainder of the series. Obviously, that's not a case of creative differences. The actor passed away. Role had to be filled. Michael Gambon stepped in. Tony, was that a good recast or was it a bad recast? That was a good one. Yeah, I like. You couldn't really tell. They looked very similar, you know, and and you know, it was pretty smooth transition. It's not like a super noticeable where you're like, oh, he looks way different. Yeah. They did. They did it in a really uh, respectable and uh, good manner. So, and I never heard anybody complain about it uh, in the entertainment world. So, yeah, good job. Well, and this might be blasphemy for the Harry Potter fans, but I actually prefer Michael Gambon over Richard Harris. Yeah, well, and that's because, and that's when Harry Potter was really getting its footing. Was it by the third one? 
You know, the first two were very kiddish and kind of just building upon. And then after that, man, it just took off. They got darker, more adult. I liked it. I did too. I did too. Uh, moving over to TV, um, a series that I, you know, I've seen an episode here or there, never really got into, but people love. Don't know about you, Tony. Are you uh, a fan of Arrested Development? Uh, I've tried to watch it. I I didn't dislike it, but I didn't get into it as many others did. Okay. All right. Well, the role of Anne Veal in Arrested Development was originally played by Alessandra Torresani in season one before she was recast with Mae Whitman for the second season and beyond. Now, uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Alessandro Torresani. I like Mae Whitman as an actress, but uh, I didn't even know that was something that happened. Yeah, I can't give that a yay or nay, unfortunately, because I don't know who that is. So <laughs> I got to stay neutral on that one. I don't have a soundbite for neutral. We'll just go neutral on that. <laughs> Here's one from a show that we talked about, uh, I want to say just a couple days ago. Lacey Gorenson originally portrayed Becky Connor on ABC's Roseanne, mm. but opted to leave the show to focus on school. And Sarah Chalk, ooh, I love me some Sarah Chalk, was brought mm-hmm. in for season six and seven. In a bizarre turn, Gorenson wanted to return for season eight, but couldn't appear in some episodes. So the show used both her and Chalk throughout the season. Chalk became the sole Becky Connor in season nine. I'm going to do this. But I'm going to explain myself. Okay. The reason, so you get used when a show starts, you get used and you had the original Becky for those first couple. And the one problem I have with TV shows is like when you have the same character and you completely reface it and they look completely different, sometimes it's hard. Now, Sarah Chalk is awesome. I think she did a great job as Becky as well um, on the show. And I love that it's tongue in cheek nowadays that they can just swap the two Beckys and it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a nice, like behind the curtain, like Pete, you know, third wall, like, ha ha, look what we can do. (laughs) Um, I just, but as a viewer, it was very confusing. And then your brain gets wrapped around the, the the thought process of that's not who was the character. And then you kind of don't follow the storyline because you're too distracted. So for that reason alone, I have to give it a no. All right. I'll accept that. All right. This next one is because we are geeky nerdy guys. Despite a well-received stint as the Jade Giant, Edward Norton in the studio didn't see eye to eye on parts of the character. And he was recast with Mark Ruffalo for the character's next appearance in the Avengers. We're talking about the Incredible Hulk. Tony, was that a good or bad recasting? That was a good one. i tell you why. Edward Norton was a step up over, uh, was it Eric uh, Banna? Banna? He was a step up over Eric Banna. Edward Norton was a great Bruce Banner. I enjoyed that, that Hulk for what it was. I did too. But when you, when you think about that, like I was a little nervous when Mark Ruffalo took over. Cause for me, I only knew Mark Ruffalo as 13 going on 30 or just like heaven with Reese Witherspoon, those, uh, two rom-com. And I was like, I don't know. But now that uh, Mark Ruffalo has played Bruce Banner the Hulk, uh, for the MCU, I don't see anybody else. So, yeah, he absolutely killed it, made it his own. He's he's excellent, and it'd be hard to see anybody else in that role at this point. I agree. I absolutely agree. All right, time to pour yourself a nice Chianti. After winning an Oscar for her role of Clarice Starling in The Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster wasn't able to reprise her role for the sequel. Julianne Moore was brought in for Hannibal. 
Tony, good or bad recasting? You can't take an iconic character and put it under the same banner. You have to make it a whole new character if you're going to do that. It's it's fine to be in the same universe, but you, it's hard to take an iconic character from an iconic movie and put somebody else. Julianne Moore, fantastic actress, mm-hmm. just didn't work for me in this movie. Especially when they've won an Academy Award for a role. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's big shoes to fill. It'd be like if Robert Downey Jr. walked away from Iron Man, let's say during the MCU heyday before he met his timely, untimely death. It'd be hard to have anybody else in that role as Tony Stark. I mean, it just, it'd be tough. I agree. I agree. All right. Moving on to uh, guilty pleasure movies. After two adventures as Evie in the mummy and the mummy returns, Rachel Weiss decided not to return for the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor where Maria Bello stepped in to take over Tony good or bad recasting. I'm going to say good because I feel like by the third mummy, everybody kind of checked out. It kind of was a franchise that, you know, lost kind of, I don't think there was a huge following for many people that noticed. In fact, up until you just told me, I didn't even know. So good job. (laughs) See, in that case, I disagree. I I actually preferred Rachel Weiss in the, the role. Didn't care for Maria Bello, but you know, to each his own. All right, moving on with, uh, you know, the geeky, nerdy guys that we are. Terrence Howard claims he was pushed out of the role of War Machine following the first Iron Man film by Robert Downey Jr. But whether or not it's true, he was replaced with Don Cheadle, who has played the character across multiple MCU films ever since. Tony, is uh, Don Cheadle your War Machine, or is Terrence Howard your War Machine? Uh, Terrence Howard did a great job in Iron Man as Rhodey. But Don Cheadle made it his own. I really like it. Plus, it helped me like look at Don Cheadle as a different actor because before that, he was just Curly Bob or Curly Bill and Boogie Nights to me. So, <laughs> yeah, so that really good. And he did a great job with it. I really liked him as Rhodey and War Machine. I thought he did awesome, you know. No knock on Terrence Howard, but if you're going to be a pain in the ass to work with, that's what happens. And especially in the uh, the scene, the Tony Stank uh Stanley appearance. Yeah, I think he nailed absolutely. That. <laughs> yeah, he can nail that. He's got the comedy chops too, so I I like him. Thumbs up on that one. Definitely. Here's a recasting that I wasn't even familiar with until I was a little bit older. After playing Marty McFly's girlfriend Jennifer Parker in the first Back to the Future film, Claudia Wells chose not to reprise her role so she could take care of her mother. Elizabeth Shue was cast for part two. Tony, good or bad? <laughs> I didn't know for the longest time, huge Back to the Future fan. Like, they did it so well. Like, you don't even realize the way they reshot the opening scene or the end of Back to the Future 1 for the beginning of Back to the Future 2. Reshooting that whole scene, they did it so damn good, and I didn't even know. Plus, I I liked um, Jennifer in the first movie. She was great. Um, But uh, Elizabeth Shue, man, I was a huge... I had a thing for the shoe in the 80s, so... (laughs) <laughs> A-okay, so good partner. on you. A-okay. All right. A-okay. And then finally, probably the grandmother of all recasting stories. After three seasons as Aunt Viv on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Bel-Air, Janet Hubert was removed from the series after reported disputes with NBC and not getting along with Will Smith. Daphne Maxwell-Reed was brought in as the new Aunt Viv. Tone, good or bad recasting? 
this goes back to the Roseanne thing. You can't take a character that's well known for multiple seasons after you've invested time and completely change the face. It throws it off. What they should have done is wrote off Aunt Viv, brought Uncle Phil a new love interest, and introduced the new Aunt Viv that way because she did a great job as well. Both right. great actresses in it. But uh, yeah, distracting to the viewer. So I got to give it a no. Yep. Hashtag not my Aunt Viv. So, uh, folks, as we head into the break, we are heading into the final segment, not only of the day, but of the week. It is this day in history. And again, not with Ryan Wink. I'll be taking you through. But don't go anywhere. We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, you did it, folks. You stuck with us to the very last segment of the show, very last segment of the week. Yes, it is always sad to let it go, but if you want to catch up on uh, maybe something you missed earlier in the show or any of the previous shows, Again, easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast link. Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. And you can find uh, video and audio there. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Gozer. Whatever it's called, we're on about 20 platforms in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get the latest episode, leave a review, and as always, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, even though Ryan's not here, what we do each and every day at the end of the show is we like to drop a little knowledge on you and hopefully make you laugh at the same time. We have this day in history. And not with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink, but uh, instead yours truly. Miss so, you, Ryan. I know. It's sad when we don't have him. I, I cry Less a little bit. Less puns. You're, like, we haven't heard the drums or the crickets today. I know. I know. Well, there's still time. we got about nine minutes before the end of the show. Maybe we'll get some use out of that button. All right, first up, in 1870, Richard Wagner's opera Valkyrie, second in his Ring Cycle premieres in Munich, featuring Ride of the Valkyries and making way for one of the most annoying classical songs of all time. Uh, I'm sure you know it, Tony. It's the bum 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 Play the crickets! It's a... You know, it's also a WWE wrestler Daniel Bryan's theme song. It's what he comes out to. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. I haven't watched WWE yep. since early 90s. So, yep. I got to do it so I have jokes and, and things like that. This next one holds a special place in the heart of me and my family. Uh, before my career in broadcasting and uh, multimedia channels, I was in the automotive business and the third generation from Mercedes-Benz. So my father worked for Mercedes-Benz for 30 years. His father worked for them for 35 years back in Germany. Well, on this day in 1894, Carl Benz of Germany receives the U.S. patent for the very first gasoline-driven automobile. Yes, Mercedes-Benz is the reason we have every single car on the road today. 
Damn, that's impressive. That is a real cool fact. And that's good to know that it happened on this day in history with a family member that has history with the bins. Yeah, yeah, nice little personal connection there. I like it. I like that. All right, moving on. In 1914, the Indian Relief Act passes after a protracted period of passive resistance led by Mahatma Gandhi. It abolishes a three-pound tax imposed on Indians who had not renewed their indentures and recognizes, quote, the validity of Indian customary marriages. He is one person that, you know, we're dealing with protests and things. He did it right. It was peaceful and it was impactful. While he was smoking his peace pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody's got to smoke a good peace pipe every now and yeah, then. Yeah, absolutely. In sports no, news. that's. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, you were good. <laughs> In sports news, 1916, the Cleveland Indians experiment with numbers on their jerseys for one game. Um, I guess prior to that, nobody had numbers? No, I don't I don't recall. I always thought like the Yankees had numbers, but they don't have the last names on their jersey. They're one of the few, if only MLB team that does that. Interesting. Um, I think that's kind of good. I think that's how you stand out. I think you got to at least have a number if you're not going to have a name behind it. Well, yeah. How are they supposed to retire your number if you don't have one? Yeah, that's crazy. I did not know that. Well. It's cool to go from one Indian story to the next because when you were telling me the last story, I actually pictured the Cleveland Wind- Cleveland Indians logo in my head, <laughs> which they're not allowed to use no more. That logo got abolished. So yeah, yeah. That's a thing of the past, too. Right. And that was Indian Nano Indians, snaps. not American Indians, and a eh, whole confusion. Um, just a quick side note, I, I guess uh, the Washington Redskins are considering changing their name to the Washington Warriors. It's not that bad. I mean, that's, yeah. the Redskins have been around for a long time. I get it. It's definitely derogatory. Um, it's offensive. And, you know, if people are offended on that, and I know it's been around a long time, but the Warriors is a pretty cool name. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, speaking of people who never offended anybody in 1925, The Gold Rush, directed and starring and written by Charlie Chaplin, was released. Um, I was never a big Charlie Chaplin fan. He was always sort of a, a funny character, but uh, people just love the hell out of him. Yeah, I never got into him with that big old bushy mustache thing and his silence. Uh, I, I don't know. But maybe back then we had nothing else. Silent films were the thing, but not not my bad. Not for you. Sorry. Not for you. Nah. Earlier, we were talking about credit cards, and uh, in 1934, Franklin D. Roosevelt, 32nd president of the U.S., signs the Federal Credit Union Act, establishing the three credit unions that we know and hate today. (laughs) I like that you say hate. I was going to praise a little bit of some credit unions. Uh, They're they're good nowadays for uh, you get lower interest on loans and... uh, Things like that, but you got to be a member of it, though. Like, you always have to carry a certain amount in your account and stuff like that. Well, the funny thing is, as I was reading that, my brain was saying credit reporting agencies, but it was actually credit unions, which I prefer over the big banks. So, yeah, uh, I I like that. I roll back my remarks. Okay, you digress. You you regurgitate that (laughs) and then serve it a different way. Yeah, no, I think credit unions are a good thing, too. I like that. 
a lot of them offer the deals. Like if you have to use your ATM, they waive the fees where I bank with, I have a credit union and Wells Fargo, but Wells Fargo will pop you like a $3 fee. If you have to use a foreign ATM versus a credit union, they won't pop you any of the fees. So, you know, perks, perks in the biz. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, 1952, the founder of a concept that we've covered here on the show, Nelson Mandela and 51 others infringe on the South African curfew, which got him jailed and obviously led to his anti-apartheid activism. Um, you know, we're talking about the Mandela effect where people assume he died in the 80s when he was actually released from prison, but he actually died in something like 1999. Yeah, it's crazy. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> oh, here's one uh, little bit of president history. You know, obviously, uh, um, Dan Quayle had the infamous uh, potato gaffe. Well, in 1963, U.S. President John F. Kennedy gives his famous Ich bin ein Berliner, intended to mean I am a Berliner, but may actually mean I am a donut speech in West Berlin. <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I, I was familiar with the speech. I didn't realize that uh, it meant what it meant. And along those lines, I, you know, obviously we were talking earlier that uh, you know my family comes from you know Mercedes Benz background. Obviously, they come from Germany, and uh, there was a saying that my oma, my grandmother, would always say that. Uh, um, well, let's see. Huma komen mit ein Essen, which means hunger comes when you eat. But my younger brother would uh, mix it up and say, Humer komen mit ein Essen, which actually means lobsters come when you eat. And so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, one little inflection will change everything. All right, this day in 1977, Elvis Presley sings in Indianapolis the last performance of his career. So, fat Elvis and then died on the toilet with a sandwich in his mouth. Or was that Mama Cass? No, he died on the toilet. But he did die on the toilet. He did die on the pooper. Yes, he did. Yes. (laughs) I almost said the S word again on that. I caught myself. So glad you did. Pooper. (laughs) Pooper. All right, and with the last minute as we head into the weekend. Thank you very much. Let's go ahead and give you guys some holidays for today. Today is National Canoe Day, in case you have a canoe. It is National Food Truck Day, which good luck finding a food truck that is operating right now. Chibi Wibbits in Denver. Chibi Wibbits. It's a grilled cheese thing. Ooh, that sounds good. Chibi Wibbits. And for all of you who are still living in the Middle Ages, today is International Day in support of victims of torture. Don't know how you celebrate that, but... (laughs) Sounds... It it sounds torturous. It does. It does. Well, what's not torturous is the weekend, which we are headed into. Folks, thank you for sticking with us. We'll have a brand new show on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend.